is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily, World on Pause. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson. We're in the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Beginning this one, where we ended the last one, by talking about how COVID-19 was likely here even before the first confirmed case. They looked at blood samples that were taken between January and mid-March 2020, found several people in five states had COVID antibodies before the states confirmed their first cases, suggesting the virus was spreading as early as late 2019. Now that California is open again, lots of people still seem reluctant to ditch their masks. Should we be surprised? We begin, though, with COVID and when it got here. Dr. Carrie Althoff, epidemiologist, Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, author of the new research on the very first COVID cases in this country. So, doctor, how far back do they go and how'd you find them? So what we did was look at blood specimens that were donated by participants in this amazing study called the All of Us Research Program. And this study aims to recruit a million Americans and to do so in a way that reflects the beautiful diversity of the U.S. population. So what we did was we looked at the individuals who had blood specimens collected between January 2nd and March 18th of 2020. So this is right at the beginning when when we're getting news that there's a new virus. And then all of a sudden, March 18th was the last day we collected specimens in the All of Us study prior to the shutdown that was necessary because of the public health emergency. So we weren't bringing participants in for face-to-face enrollment visits and taking blood specimens after March 18th in order to keep everyone safe. So we took those blood specimens and we thought them out and we ran two different tests for antibodies. So that's what our research looked for. It was antibodies to SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. And in order for us to consider an individual to have evidence of prior infection, they had to be positive on not just one of those tests, but they had to be positive on both of those tests. So we found nine individuals who had specimens that were collected between January 2nd and March 18th of 2020, who were positive for antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 on two separate assays. And then we went on to test those nine Uh, in some research-based assays at the National Cancer Institute to see if we could actually quantify or count kind of the level of antibodies that they had to SARS-CoV-2. And seven of the nine had um, antibodies that were detectable above a certain threshold on these different assays. So we did a lot to try and make sure that (laughs) these are not just what we call false positives. All right. Dr. Kerry Althoff. Interesting. Epidemiologist Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, author of the new research on the very first COVID cases in the U.S., going back further than we knew. Coming up after a short break, can people in California quit their masks? Now that California is done with most of its COVID restrictions, masks can come off in most situations for those who are vaccinated. Even unvaccinated people don't have to wear them outside if they're not in a large crowd. But people still wearing them. A lot of people. So are people here in California that attached to their masks? How long will it continue? What's going on? Dr. Monica Gandhi with us again, infectious disease physician, UC San Francisco. So, doctor, why are people still wearing masks uh, around here, even though plenty of people in other states, they gave it up a long time ago? You know, um, I have actually been really deeply thinking about this. And I wrote a San Francisco Gate article yesterday about the three things I think we did wrong in the state of California in with our response. The first two had to do with schools and closing the outside. But the third was 
we have failed to message the effectiveness of the vaccines and we have failed to message the effectiveness of immunity to get us through a pandemic. So masks are really tools. I mean, they were helpful prior for mitigation of viral spread uh, prior to immunity. But we now have population level immunity in our state. We have 70% first dose as of May 31st of vaccination. And beyond that, places that are not fully vaccinated have natural immunity, unfortunately, because we had a terrible third surge, likely because of the policies of closing the outside. Um, and so all of that together means that you don't need to wear a mask. And the CDC is very conservative. And so is uh, uh, NIAID and the NIH. So when they said we didn't need to wear a mask on May 13th, they meant it. Um, they they would never have said it otherwise. Um, but somehow California does not, I think it's our public health officials, don't seem to embrace the effectiveness of, of immunity and how that gets, that's really the true way out of the pandemic. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because, well, I mean, we, we talked to, to fully vaccinated people who still, say, you know what, I'm still afraid to do all these things. I'm going to wear my mask all the time still, no matter where I go. And you ask, you know, and you say, well, you're you worried about getting whooping cough or, or some other thing you've been vaccinated for? No, no, of course not. Well, why are you worried about being a breakthrough COVID case after your COVID vaccine? Because these vaccines are really, really good. Yeah, I do blame, again, um, sort of the governor and because often the governor is the mouthpiece for our Department of Public Health to the people. And I blame our Department of Public Health as well that have not absorbed the effectiveness of the vaccines and and also the effectiveness of natural immunity and where we are in this state. We've had months and uh, months, really, of very low hospitalizations of low cases. We've been opening up and still the cases and hospitalizations are not going up. We really have achieved that force field of immunity. So we don't need a mask. You can wear a mask for colds or other infections, but we certainly don't need it for COVID-19. You know, I, I, I know you're a physician and not a political consultant, but I'm going to hit you with this question anyway. Do you think that politicians, because you're talking about the messaging, do you think that perhaps the reason that politicians in this state are so reluctant to be very clear on the effectiveness of the vaccines and the the need or, or the not need really to wear masks if you are fully vaccinated is because of some sort of fear that that people in other states, you know, say their counterparts in states that were never really big on masks are going to kind of look at California and say, see, we told you so. Yes. I mean, I think that what happened in our state specifically, and this is this is really the state that I since I live here, I know the most about. But also I know that we kept our schools closed more than any other state. We were very driven by politics uh, in this state in our covid response. So not by science, not by immunology, not by virology, not by how a virus spreads, but by politics. And so by embracing the effectiveness of the vaccines and doing what other states are doing, I mean, we opened up so late and we're still concerned about opening up, Dr. or Governor Newsom said the other day, still worried. Um, by not embracing that science and the effectiveness of the vaccines, it may be message to other states that we were always right and they were wrong. And it's that's not accurate. We've, we have a lot to answer for in this state on our response to COVID-19. Dr. Monica Gandhi, infectious disease physician, UC San Francisco. A new study finds hundreds of thousands of Americans have gone for medical care for post-COVID health problems that they had not been diagnosed with before becoming infected with coronavirus. The study from the nonprofit group Fair Health tracked the health insurance records of nearly 2 million people in the U.S. who contracted the coronavirus last year. Now, it found 
that one month or more after their infection, almost one quarter of them went for medical treatment for new conditions. Those affected were of all ages. Their most common new health problems were pain, breathing difficulties, high cholesterol, malaise, and fatigue, and also high blood pressure. This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Stitcher.